0: Amen. We are about to hear a a very special uh, sermon that's going to be done by multiple people. We've been talking about the kingdom of God this whole month of August, and we're closing it out today. And it's been amazing uh, just to think about going back even, even to the very beginning. God established his people in Israel and that he has been foreshadowing a time when his kingdom would come from the very beginning, that his people, they were surrounded by kingdoms of this world, just like we are today in the present age. But you know, we see in Isaiah and Daniel that, that one day that his kingdom would burst into this world and would come this new, this new kingdom that was inaugurated by Jesus. And you know, it, didn't, it didn't end the present age, but it, it was really part of it that the earthly kingdoms didn't all fall down, that there would be this overlap of the present age and the age to come. You know, where the kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of God would exist simultaneously. And so that created a choice. You know, were you going to be part of the kingdoms of this world or the kingdom of God? So we talked about allegiance. We talked about being allegiant to King Jesus, that to live part of his kingdom, we need to submit to the rule and the reign of him. What is the the reign and the rule of Jesus? You know, last week, it was such an honor to be able to recite the Sermon on the Mount and to see and to hear clearly what kingdom citizenship is all about, that Jesus laid out what that means in such a clear way for us, and that he invites us to be citizens of his kingdom, to live out his teachings and that allegiance to Jesus and following his teachings is so strong that it becomes who we are. It becomes our identity. More than any other distinguishing factor of who we are, we are disciples of Jesus. I'm not just a a male that happens to be a disciple, I'm a disciple who happens to be a male. That I'm not a father or husband first. I'm not a white American first. I'm not, you know, a Florida gator first. Go gators, by the way. But what really matters is that I'm a citizen of the kingdom first. And even as you might be offended by me saying that, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that it can go above anything else. And there's so many more facets of God's kingdom that we could talk about. But we're going to close our series in a very special way, talking about being Kingdom ambassadors. To get the joy of telling other people that there's no other good news that's better than the good news of the kingdom. That they don't have to submit to the rulers and authorities. That there is a different king. That he is a king of love and peace and joy. And that they, that we all can be a part of that that will give us life to the full. We're really excited to have Harold Carmen, who is an elder here at North River. Uh, we're going to have also Lizzie Carrico, who works in our campus ministry. And also, Ann Coleman and T. Reggie are going to be sharing as well what it means, their hearts, their convictions about being ambassadors of God's kingdom.
1: Well, first, I want you to know what an honor it is uh, and very humbling for us to uh, be t- talking about being an ambassador in the kingdom. We truly are more than just average citizens in this kingdom. We are a very special part of it, and we are ambassadors uh, in, the, in this kingdom. You know, um, in the late 80s, uh, Suzanne and, and myself and three others started on an incredible journey that really changed our lives. We started a pursuit to find people who, who were true, living out the idea of being a disciple of Jesus. We searched and lo and behold, we found a group of people who lived that out. We lived in Kingsport, Tennessee. The closest group we could find was in Nashville, Tennessee, five and a half hours away. So we drove to Nashville, studied with the, the disciples in Nashville, and in the summer of 1990, we were baptized as uh, believers and made Jesus Lord, not just in word, but in our actions as well. From that point on, from that, from that period of time in our baptism, every Sunday morning, the five of us met at our house at 530 in the morning on Sunday morning and drove to Nashville to worship uh, in Nashville. We worshiped with them, learned from them, and then got back in that car and drove back five and a half hours after the service was over. The number of us began to grow. Then there were six, then there were eight, and then there were ten and a bunch of kids. And we continued that drive every Sunday for for over two years to worship with the people in Nashville. Eventually, the church said, hey, you know, you've got a lot of people, including visitors. We would stop in, in Knoxville and pick up people that we met and drive the rest of the way uh, to Nashville. Why, not, would you cons- why would you not consider leading a house church in Kingsport? And for that, we did. Uh, and that was an exciting turning point for us. And many people would say, uh, what a sacrifice that was to get up at 5.30 in the morning, drive to church, and then load back up and drive all the way back again. And I'm telling you that was not a sacrifice. A sacrifice is giving up something that you possess or that you want or you desire, and then to give it away and to give, up, give it up. We weren't giving anything, we were gaining something.
2: Yes, it, it certainly was not a sacrifice for us. We, For me personally, I was so filled with hope, hope that I could really be loved by God and Jesus loved me so much and that he would teach me how to love other people regardless of bitterness or anything that I had in my heart that he was going to change me. And along with a group of other ragtag people, we got together and we had such a fun time. It was fun. We uh, arrived at Nashville in time to, to say hello to everybody before service started, but after we had lunch, and everybody loved us so much they prepared lunch. They uh, fellowship with us. We looked forward to being close to them, and we got lots of really new relationships. On the travel, which was a long time, five and a half hours, we sang in the van, we, we uh, read scriptures, we listened to old cassette tapes, if that dates me. We had such a great, great time with the children. Of course, the first two hours while Harold drove, we slept, from Kingsport to Knoxville. Then we got in McDonald's and changed our clothes and came out ready to go on to church. But we had so much fun together, spiritually encouraging one another and working together with the same purpose and goal in mind. When we would go along the way, we would look for people that God would put in our place so that we could reach out to them. And we would say, what are you doing today? And they'd say, well, I don't know. And i how about spending a day with us in Nashville? And it was just so amazing to see God working in everything that he was doing. We could see him in everything, and we were so grateful during the time we had with, the, with this. We had so much fun serving, and we brought truckloads of things to the campus kids on the way from Sam's, and just a wonderful family time, protected, not worried, not afraid of anything that we were doing.
1: You know, that little house church uh, that we started in our uh, living room, God had a bigger plan for that. Uh, we met in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in our house and uh, every Sunday after service we would have dinner at our house. And then we grew. Um, we grew to uh, 25 to 30 uh, disciples. And with all the kids and the, and the friends we had to move into a rec center. Uh, but we continued the, tr- the tradition of having lunch at our house after service. So we would have 35 or 40 people showing up at our house for lunch on Sunday. We were a spiritual family. And, you know, there was a scripture that we took to heart in, that, in the very beginning, even as we began to travel uh, back and forth to Nashville. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says this, it reads this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You know, in those earlier days, we didn't have much of a, a motto on, on what we were uh, what we were trying to do. But if we did, it might have read this way: "Any church will do. Any church will not do, because any message other than the truth will not do." You know, we uh, we took that scripture in in Second uh, Corinthians very seriously. Uh, we believe that we uh, had a role to play, and that was to be the face of God's movement. The kingdom, and an ambassador is one who is is really is the face. He is the representative of God uh, of His kingdom in that world. You know, one of the things that we um, that many people when we when they hear our story about uh, the, our travels would say, "What a great sacrifice that is!" And there's no way that today that I would do that. You know, the only people who say that are those who who didn't make that journey. Those of us who made it, we would not have sacrificed a moment for that. You know, one of the songs that we used to sing back and forth, uh, going back and forth to Nashville, the lyrics, uh, the first of that song reads this way. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I cannot feel at home in this world anymore. You know we described the what we did but the thing that we did that was really most important was we were decide, we were ambassadors we were honored we treasured that 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 role we wanted to please God it was it was a joy of our of our life to, to be in God's presence as his ambassadors and honored to be there thank you
3: Wow, that was so incredibly inspiring, and I just want to thank the Carmens for all of their faith over the years. I know it gives me an example to look forward to and look up to, but um, my name is Lizzie Carrico, and I get the joy of serving with our campus ministry at Kennesaw State University, Um, It truly is an honor and so much fun. This is actually a picture of us at our last retreat, right before everything shut down. So That's the family, we're very crazy and loud, but hooty-hoo, as some say. Um, (laughs) But the perspective I wanna share with you today is one that helps me and keeps me focused on being a kingdom ambassador when it gets challenging. And honestly, for me, at the root of it all, it goes back to gratitude and having a deep love for other people. Um, It's obviously an understatement to say that this past year has been challenging and stressful and disheartening and just discouraging at times. And um, I know we're having to get creative and it can get kind of crazy of where is your heart and what's happening, even though a lot of our means of being ambassadors are changing, I really believe our heart needs to stay the same. And so I'm excited to share my heart with you guys this morning. but at the same time, through all the chaos, I've never felt more grateful to be able to trust and be able to walk with a God who knows me and who loves me. And it's just amazing to me that God gets to be our comfort and our guide and our king through this season and everyone that's going to come. Um, I really can't imagine how hard it will be, it would be to be walking through this past season without Jesus right there walking with me every step of the way. Um, but just like they were expressing, an ambassador is really simple. It's just a represent, a representative. It's a promoter. It's, it's just a servant to a higher authority. And the truth is that we get to be God's ambassadors, that this is an honor and a privilege. And nobody's forcing us to do this. This is our, our choice. Even Jesus gives us free will and the option to choose him. Um, And I think this is the mindset that we get to instead of we have to, that I have to go back to time and time again to defeat temptation, to be bold, and ultimately to choose to live in a way that would please God the most. Um, But gratitude doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something that I just wake up feeling grateful all the time or wake up feeling like it's sunshine and rainbows. Especially recently, I've been feeling like it's such a fight. To remember and to be intentional, but I have to remember that I've been rescued from a life of being self-consumed and a life that was empty, a life living with the label of being a Christian, but not living the lifestyle of being an ambassador. And with this upside down kingdom, I can't even imagine, it honestly makes me emotional to think of where would Lizzie be right now if God hadn't rescued me and if people hadn't helped me become his disciple. Um, and so this next slide is actually a scripture that really grounds me, and it's John 6. It's kind of my why scripture, if you will. But I love here how all so many disciples are deserting Jesus, and Jesus looks at the 12 and says, are you guys going to leave me too? And Peter looks at him and says, we have nowhere else to go. You have the words of eternal life, and you are the Holy One of God. And I think this scripture perfectly... Captures that we get to follow Jesus and that it's an incredible honor to be able to walk with Him and be able to know and have a picture of where we're going next because He's already set the way. He's already um, blazed the trail in front of us. And I love being a disciple. I think it's insane to me that. We get to live lives where we're protected, that God protects us from unseen danger and harm. But on top of that, all of his guidelines and requests are actually for our good. That this isn't just for him, but it's actually good for us as well. And why wouldn't we want as many people as possible to be able to experience that full life, a tangible life filled with love and joy? And if anything, this year has shown me that this world is built on such a fragile and insecure foundation, and there's really no other kingdom I would rather be a part of. Um, And in this next slide, this is actually my twin sister (laughs) um, being baptized this past March. And that is just even personally how I feel like being a kingdom ambassador God rewards us and God shows his glory in amazing ways. And I'm so grateful to be able to have a little faith stone in this moment that I that I get to experience God moving through the lives of the people that I love the most, um, not just on Kennesaw State, but also in my family. Um, What a great five year long dream that came true over quarantine of all times. But I just want to close out um, by just saying that the most empowering part to me is that we were made to be ambassadors, that God's not setting us up to fail. He's setting us up to live the lives we are called to live and that this is our purpose, right? This is our mission to walk with God and help others walk with God. And just like Paul says in Philippians three, we get to participate. In Jesus' sufferings to become more like him, we get to do this. Um, I get to anchor my mind on the truth of things that will last, knowing that this world in all of its entirety will pass away um, sooner than we realize. But I just wanna ask some questions, closing out, some questions that I asked myself that I thought would be helpful to share. Um, Do I love these people around me more than myself? Does my love and compassion overwhelm my desire to look good or my desire to be respected and accepted by these people? Am I allowing God to fill me with gratitude and love every day so that I can pour it back out to others? Am I willing to put my reputation on the line to be a vessel so that others can see Jesus and get to experience this full life that I can so easily take for granted? And how grateful am I, how grateful are you to have the relationship that you have with God right now? It's amazing to think where all of us would be without the amazing healing power of Jesus. And our world is harassed and helpless. It's so obvious, turning on the news, social media. We need Jesus to rescue us from Satan's grip. So let's choose to be the change we want to see magnifying Jesus as our Lord and King. Thank you.
4: Wow, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Lizzie, for sharing. I love the questions at the end. And just a reminder that the world is is lost, and we need to do everything we can to uh, seek and save as many as possible. Um, Good morning, family. My name is Ann Coleman. My husband, Tereji, and I serve in the West Cobb Smyrna community, and thankful to be sharing about being an ambassador in different seasons of life. I love the passage of scripture that Harold read for us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, definitely an anchor scripture and a scripture to go back to. But I love uh, the part about how we are Christ's um, ambassadors, and Christ gave us a ministry of reconciliation, um, and that through us, um, we can really see some amazing things um, that We are, therefore, Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us is the point that I really wanted to stress from that scripture. I was excited to read this passage of scripture while studying the Bible as a freshman in college at the University of Florida, and thank you, Chase, for reminding us that we are not getting our identity in that, Uh, but during that season it was so good for me to learn that with God, I don't become a better version of me, I become a completely new version of me. From that passage, it was also encouraging to learn God has given us all, including me, the task of reconciling people to Christ. It's so true that when we know who we are, um, we know what to do will know what to do. Um, It was so great for me to learn that lesson at 18 um, that God has amazing things planned and in store for me. For me, the first few years after that were uh, somewhat easy to go out and share my faith and evangelize on campus until my mom got really, really sick and died. Life got complicated for that season and I no longer felt like I was a new person and that God was actually working in my life. Uh, John 15, verse 16 and 19 became anchor scriptures for me to gain a godly perspective. It reads, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you uh, so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Two things stood out to me. Uh, First, that I was chosen by God, not because of my goodness, not because of my good works, not because of anything I have done, but simply because I was chosen by God. Some days I don't feel like that. Um, After I graduated from undergrad and moved to Atlanta, it for sure was a huge transition for me. Coming from a small college town and moving to a big city, um, working and going to grad school versus just going to school full time. The singles ministry felt so different from campus. And I honestly did not feel like I could be effective. Everyone in Atlanta looked as if they had it all figured out. Um, They were either not interested or they had it perfectly made and life was good. Um, And it was hard for me to feel like I could be effective, that God wanted to still use me and that I could be used by God. The second treasure I got from this anchor scripture was I really need to keep it simple and just allow... Um, myself to be used by God and allow myself to be God's representative. Uh, Not myself, not doing things for myself, but doing things for God. So wherever I went and whatever I did, I focused on Not myself, but what can I do to please God? I was able to meet sisters like Jacqueline Guthrie and Robin Nelson and Betty Landergoth, who's like a mother to me. And we just studied the Bible with as many people as possible and saw a lot of women become disciples. We became partners in the gospel. As we went on and did life, whether we were at IHOP, Um, just studying for an exam the next day, or we were at a restaurant grabbing a bite to eat, or just going about life, we were God's ambassadors. And we saw God do some amazing things and we got to be a part of it. And I love what Lizzie shared. It's a privilege and honor that we get to be a part of God's kingdom and we get to serve in that way. And it was great to be in partnership with those sisters and so many others. And it's encouraging that we don't have to do it alone, that we have our small groups, we have our family groups, we have our community groups and friends that we can partner with and evangelize and share our lives. John 638 became another anchor scripture for me. Um, and it reads, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. So in everything I do, I focus on representing Christ. So when I go to work as a public health professional, uh, I'm not just a policy analyst. I am walking in as God's representative. Uh, when I go um, to work as an adjunct professor, um, I am someone there representing God and making a difference in the lives of my students and my colleagues. In the current uh, season, in my current season of life, uh, Teregi and I are going on 10 years of marriage in October And we're just having fun reaching out to different couples and practicing hospitality and just sharing our lives and lessons we've learned from so many of you. Even during this pandemic, we find innovative ways to reach out to our friends and our neighbors. Um, This world is not my home and God is really teaching us that and reminding us that in 2020. Uh, And I look forward to being in heaven with God one day, like it talks about in revelations 22, another anchor scripture. Um, And I, In closing, I just want to encourage us to um, not get distracted by all of the craziness of the world. Um, And there are a lot of things that are good, right? But they can also be distracting uh, us away from our mission and our focus and being Christ's ambassadors. Thank you.
5: Amen. Uh, my name is T- Terejia Coleman, and it was so inspiring to hear what uh, Harold of uh, the Carmen's uh, and Lizzie and my wife shared. Uh, you know, I really appreciate what Ann shared about uh, we know who we are, we know what to do. And I'm so inspired by, you know, her example of being an ambassador and investing in women and also excelling her in her career. And it's just so inspiring that she tells me often how her students would uh, reach out to her and say, you know, hey, Dr. Coleman, you're one of my best professors. And so she's able to be a great uh, ambassador. And it's so true as well that we really don't know what people are are going through on the inside. So God's given us this great opportunity to impact uh, so many people. As Chase mentioned, that it's been great uh, this past month really studying out the scriptures on the kingdom of God and really breaking things down. You know, when we said Jesus is Lord and got into the wars of baptism, we became a part of his amazing, marvelous kingdom. And it's incredible. And this was the great paradigm shift that we changed the way that we saw the world and how we think and that impacted our values and what we care about, which in turn imp- influenced our, our actions and our priorities to be a part of God's kingdom. And we've been studying the Bible with a friend of ours, and this past this past week we've uh, got together for a Bible study, and we've talked about this concept of having a, a, a kingdom perspective and looking at things uh, for the way Jesus sees uh, the world. You know, as followers of Jesus, we value and care about the things that God cares about. You know, God sent his son Jesus uh, to die on the cross because he cared about the world being reconciled to himself. As 2 Corinthians 5 tells us, you know, we are Christ's ambassadors, and he has given us and entrusted us with this ministry of reconciliation, and what a privilege and what an honor it is uh, to be able to, to be able to be used by God, as, as 2 Corinthians says, that God's making his appeal through us for people to be reconciled with God. Isn't that incredible and in that way? It's amazing that God wants to use us in an amazing way, and in a practical sense, we have the great opportunity and exciting opportunity to engage with those around us in this world to initiate conversation, to ask them to study the Bible, to learn more and teach them about Jesus and how practically how they can be reconciled with God. And as we prepare to pray for our uh, communion together, let's remember that our reconciliation with God is only possible because Jesus died on the cross for us. And because he received the punishment and died because of our sins, And because of Jesus, our sins for those who belong to him are no longer counted against us. Because of that, we should be filled with gratitude and joy that God chooses us to be his ambassadors. Let's pray for our communion. Father God in heaven, we come to you this morning very thankful for Jesus. We are a forgetful people. And we're so grateful for this time to remember, to remember Jesus, his life, his example, his sacrifice. Father, we pray that you'll help us to clear our minds at this time to focus on you. We pray for the bread that represents Jesus' broken body and the juice that represents his blood that was spilled for us. Uh, we're, we're filled with joy, just the thought that our sins are forgiven, God. We'll, we, we're going to be uh, with you for eternity, but we pray that Your love will compel us uh, to be ambassadors, to share the good news with others, to love each other deeply from the heart. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.